Hello, photography lovers, and welcome to the Fashion Photography Podcast with me, Virginia. Today is Wednesday, and yes, you guessed it right. We are here with a guest. Mm, to be honest, you almost guessed it right, because we have two guests today. The Masons are photography do that is not afraid to create, share, and educate. So today, they'll help us to understand better the licensing and how exactly to explain it to the client. Another topic is the structure of the advertising agencies and how to start working with them, how to make your very first steps towards a client, and much more in today's episode. But before that, let me remind you about our friends from Lucy's Magazine. They're waiting for your beauty or fashion editorial, and one of your photos can become their next cover. So guys, it's time for a podcast. Hello, my name is Donna Marie Mason. And I'm Marushka Mason. Uh, we photography geo the Masons. We work across advertising, fashion, beauty, editorial, portraiture. And yeah, we love our jobs. We work together. We also partners in life and partners in business and creativity. And this is what we do. We do photography. <laughs> I think this is so fascinating. You're not the very first couple that we have here in the show. So what I've noticed is that usually when we have couple in real life and couple when we talk about work, the chemistry is so much more. Yeah, I guess we've been together in personal life for 12 years and professionally for six. So you just know each other so well. You're kind of on the same page. You work together really well. And yeah, I guess sometimes you pick each other's words, pick each other's heads. So the fact that it's working, it it's probably due to chemistry as well. So yeah, I think chemistry has a lot to do with it. And also I'm very um, aware of when something doesn't sit right with Marushka. She's very aware when something doesn't sit right with me. And We sit down, we talk it out because at the end of the day, we want to create the best work possible and be on the same page at all times. And we're very respectable in terms of our opinions. So it's good to have that trust, especially with someone that you work with as well. And also I think it serves really well in terms of inspiration because it's obviously two pairs of eyes, two pairs of pairs two, of brain. brain. <laughs> it's just two brain. But yeah, it's just picking each other's thoughts and just inspiring each other every single day. I think that's really key. And being open as well to each other's different opinions sometimes. Sounds absolutely awesome. I know that you're based in London, right? That's yeah. correct, yes. So you've been working together for just six years. What you've been doing before that? I've always been in the creative field. I worked in TV, in costume Um, where I traveled with that, worked with a whole load of different types of creative people from writers to directors to actors. And it's been, it's been a very, very exciting journey. And then I met Marushka. She also had this very, very creative side of her, but she'll let you know what she, what she's been doing. And it just got to a stage where I wanted to have more independence and more control over what creativity I did. And because I always had a love of photography, it just seemed organic to fall into photography. Yeah, with me as well, like I've been photographing since I was 12, 11. So photography's always been with me throughout my life. 
it's when I met Donna, you know, she told me she went to London College of Fashion, she studied photography, it was kind of the same thing. So it was all aligning. But at the same time, we still had our careers going on. I had a career in advertising. So I used to run advertising agencies. And then it just got to the point, like Donna said, where we both like, we were doing photography anyway, in our free time or the weekends or the holidays. And we we're just like, right, it's time now to step away from our careers. And obviously, it is quite a difficult decision because when you're top of the career in a field that is quite competitive already, and then you leave that and start something new, it is quite a difficult decision, but it was kind of natural to us. It felt like the right step and it happened. So, yeah. I think both of your previous careers are actually helping you a lot in what you do today because you do a lot of advertising work and you know the structure of an advertising agency. You know how it works, how do people in it think. So our podcast is very educational driven. How about if you share a little bit of this information with us? What do you think are the best steps to start working with an advertising agency? I think it definitely, yeah, to answer kind of your first part of the question, it definitely helps because I know the industry inside out. I know what's going on in the background. Obviously, it helps in terms of certain contacts as well. But at the same time, people change all the time. I had quite strict non-competes as well. So I couldn't really build on that. We still had to go out and find our own contacts. But it just more than contacts, it helped in terms of knowing the industry. And especially, I would say, knowing the clients. So when we're on set, I know exactly how to deal with a client, how to listen to them in the right way and not get overwhelmed by this and also know how to push back and when to push back. To kind of answer the second part of your question in terms of how to approach advertising agency or even clients directly because we do that quite a lot as well. It is finding who the right contacts are because advertising agencies are huge. You have many departments. The best people to deal with is normally kind of art directors, creatives, creative directors, you have creative producers as well. These are normally the people that commission the jobs. And it is really doing kind of the groundwork, making your research, who they are, what type of style the agency does, and just contacting them. We do invest a lot of our time into kind of like connections, new business, and just promoting yourself. You either do it on social media, you do it through newsletters, you do it through, you can put the postcards together, send the postcards. But as much as the, the quality of your work is very important, obviously, it also is very important how you approach potential clients. And potential clients meaning either potential agencies that will give you the job or potential brands that will give you the job or potential photo editors from publications that commission you. So a lot of work needs to go into that. But from my side, it definitely helps. And one thing I would just like to bring up as well is because I think a lot of photographers especially at the beginning of their career, they're not aware of it, is the licensing of your images. Obviously, you get paid the creative fees, creative rates for your time that you put into the shoot, but then a lot of them forget about the licensing of your images. And people should always know, especially younger photographers, if a brand or a client is commissioning your photos, they should have a license to do that, and you should be agreeing that license with them as a separate thing. So for me, that helped a lot knowing the industry inside out and knowing how the licensing work. So I kind of know how to put the contracts together and what kind of conversations to have with the clients. 
What would you suggest to the people in order to understand better the licensing part? There's a lot of material online and it's a good material. You know, there's different associations of photographers that have the contracts online. Everything is good. It's just the first point is being aware of it. And once you're aware that there is a license conversations to be held, you can go online. There's templates there. There's no rates really in terms of how much you should be charging for the license. It all depends on your experience, on where the client's going to use them for how long, how much money they're going to make out of it potentially. So it's a lot of kind of moving parts. There won't be all the answers online or not a specific person can give you the answers, but at least you start making yourself aware of the licensing conversations you should have. But there's a lot of this online through different associations and just start there, start making your research and just educate yourself and just know this is important conversation to be held with the client. I love that you guys are bringing this up because I also think it's very important, especially in our industry. Many people are neglecting it. Therefore, many clients are not really aware of the fact that we should talk about licensing. Have you ever been in a situation when your client is simply unaware? They don't know what it is and you have to explain it to them. Um, yeah, we have <laughs> quite a few times, I think. Probably the smaller the client is, the more unaware are going to be of this. And obviously the smaller budgets they'll have as well. But I think we have, we are in this situation, you know, all the time, regardless. I think every photographer gets into this situation, regardless of how far they are in their career, because there will always be clients that are either not aware or would just like to forget about it. It is, and it's on us to educate them. A lot of it's funny because let's say music industry, no one will question if you talk about music rights and say mm -hmm. the radio station needs to pay for the music rights or the TV commercial needs to pay to use the music for something. But a lot of people are just quite surprised when it comes to photography rights because I think we as an industry haven't been, I don't know, persistent enough or educational enough. It's, it's no one's fault, but I think it's just it's on us, a new generation, to start really knowing our rights and knowing that it is hard as a photographer to make money, especially if you don't know what your rights are and how you should be making that money. But it's on us to have this conversation with clients and they're not always the easiest conversations, but it's the only way forward, I would say. Everybody who's a true fan of this podcast also knows that I'm really into role play when we talk about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this. Let's imagine that I am this client who has no idea what are you talking about. <laughs> so what would be the not just the easiest, but the most pleasing way to explain to them without making a big deal out of it. So let's imagine this. I'm this client that is absolutely unaware. What are you talking about? How would you explain this to me? What would you do? And by the way, here, I'm really interested. Who would be the one explaining? <laughs> well, I don't think that's difficult at all. Marushka would be the one explaining it. Um, she has a very good head for figures. And she has a great understanding of how it all works. She knew a little bit about it, but a lot of it she got through doing research and, yeah, just getting the knowledge for herself. And once she got a grasp of it, she was able to go forward and just let the clients know. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a conversation we have all the time. And I am getting better in becoming more knowledgeable about this. But Marushka is yeah. one that would deal with the client. I think that's the biggest benefit when you have a partner 
because you can both learn and for sure you can learn more than when we talk about just one person in business. Absolutely. It's good. It works really well because we both bring different things to the table and we learn from each other as well, which is really good. But yeah, back to your question. Yeah, I would have those difficult conversations or difficult or I don't know, whatever you want to call them. But it's honest, it's a com- conversation. honest conversations, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's the conversations I had agencies with clients anyway, working for someone else. So now it's my business. It's probably a bit more difficult because you're also a photographer on set. So Oh, don't think about it. Right now, I'm just a client. <laughs> so yeah so I would you know they would come with us but normally ask them what their budget is we try to accommodate for different types of budgets but at the same time knowing our worth as well but I would explain to them that there's obviously kind of three parts of the budget right and I, we always split all our quotes or invoices into three parts the first part is the production part right which is like a, a third party cost the production cost which is for makeup stylists location, models, all these things that basically we normally pay to the third parties to do that. Mm-hmm. Recce, which we do. So some of our fees are incorporated into that, but not majority of it, mainly the time for prepping the shoot. So there's a production budget. Then we'd have the photography rate, which is either day rate or half day rate, depending on how long the shoot is, or two day or three day rate or week's rate, depending on how long it actually takes for us to shoot that shoot so I would kind of explain to them this is the time that you pay then for us to come on set and do our magic it normally moves the time as well that we spend because we do quite a lot of consultations before so we do a few meetings we have creative input so this time a creative kind of photography rate includes that time so I explain to them this is the rate that you pay for our time and our creative input And then the third part of it is the licensing part, which is basically the part that you pay to license, rent the pictures that we take. A lot of times I give them an example from music industry because that's probably the most relatable to them. A lot of people understand it. I would say, you know, the same as a a recording artist would get paid for their time in a studio, but how they make money is by licensing their music. So the radio stations pay money the more they play it, the commercial will pay the more they play the song. So they kind of get it as soon as I start talking about music. And I say exactly the same thing is with us. We kind of like rent you, license your photos, depending on what you need them for. And basically that's it. And this is normally the part where the clients try to negotiate. This is the part that we need a lot of information from them about. So I would say, where is this going to be used? For how long is it going to be used? How many photos are you going to be using? For how long are you going to be using them? Obviously, if it's going to be used on socials for a very short time, it's a much smaller amount than if it's going to be used on big billboards across London for two months because the client will be making much less money from socials than they'll be making from a big billboard campaign. So it's always kind of like you look at how much exposure the client will get. The more exposure the client gets, the more money you should be getting paid. And that's kind of the honest conversations I have with the clients as well in in the same way. Just explain to them the more money you guys make from it, it's only fair that photographers make money from it as well. Because we, at the end of the day, we are the owners and the copyright owners of those images. 
Something else we would very rarely do or never do is assign a copyright or sell our copyright to someone else because obviously then you lose all the rights for the images and that's not a good place to be in. It's quite an intricate topic. But of course, when we talk about giving our rights to someone, we talk about very different price. And the price is super funny for me because, yes, what we did in the past was to charge more for billboards and less, of course, for social media. Though at the moment, everything is upside down. Right now, everyone wants content for their social media. And at the same time, there is the, the smallest budget. Yeah, that's not the case. And so many people can see it, right? Yeah, I think that's still very much the case. I wouldn't even say it's slowly changing, maybe in the next year or two, potentially, but I guess it's on us as well. Mm -hmm. Photographers, copyright owners start seeing things differently and not seeing social as a, if it's social, we'll charge you less. But that's what we do. We still charge less for social than we would for a billboard campaign. Yeah, I think there should be some sort of change. In my opinion, you're super optimistic saying that it can be in a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I'm trying to be, but um, yeah, the landscape is changing. You're right, the actual views and the budgets haven't actually changed according to that. It's true, the budgets are going smaller and smaller. Yep. <laughs> so as you said, it's not an easy industry. So guys, I have another role play question for you. If you're starting your career today, but you, for some reason, I don't know how, but you have all the knowledge that you have by now, what would be your first steps to get new clients? That's an interesting question. Thank you so much. <laughs> the core of everything is before you even start thinking of clients is to know who you are as an artist because photographers, you know, we are artists. We obviously make money from it, but if you don't have that core, you will never succeed. So it is about building your portfolio and making your distinctive style and knowing who you are. And then the second step in terms of the clients, it is do the work you want to do and push it out there. There's a lot of free platforms out there that you can push it through, like different creative platforms, social media, that's a start, right? That's pretty much what I would do because it's like in this day and age, we are quite lucky. It is much more competitive. At the same time, there's much more out there for us to be able to showcase our work. We don't need to be walking around with a printed portfolio necessarily all the time anymore. So just do the work you want to be doing. Do the work you want to be doing for clients as well. Put it out there and just promote it. It's a word of mouth. And that would be my advice. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, I would pretty much say what we're doing now. It's what Marishka mentioned before, just tapping into the clients, the type of people we want to work with, marketing, just getting as knowledgeable as possible and remaining confident in your craft, in your artistry and just keep going. Yeah. And don't try to be everything to everyone. You need to have your distinctive style, and that's what really works for us is kind of want people to look at the work without knowing whose it is and think, oh, this looks a bit like the Masons. It's probably the Masons. And that's what's going to get you work is because people will employ you because they want something different and they want you. They don't want to employ you because you do a million other things that a million other people do. So just stay true to who you are and just really work on your style. Be confident in that and develop it and grow. 
I love it that you're so down to earth. Many photographers, especially in the beginning of their career, they think that they should start approaching clients right away. They think that they should start advertising themselves right away. And I think it's just a process and it takes time. And very recently, I actually compared the photography business to a house, a very, very big house. And if you want to go to a certain floor, you need to take all the steps. Like you can skip a step or two, but you cannot skip a whole floor. Yeah. You first need to get to know yourself. Then you need to, for example, I think it's a very good idea if you get some sort of uh, assisting job or a mentor and you get where exactly you are on the map of this huge business. And then you can start approaching clients. And there is also another thing. I, I think that many times when get out there, you show your work to people, as you mentioned, for example, through free platforms, people are simply getting interested in you. So many times you don't even have to approach your first client and they're approaching you. Absolutely. Definitely. I think that's, again, like if your work will stand out on these platforms, they will feature it. You know, the platforms will feature the work that's good. And the client probably won't you know, be interested in the first one, they'll kind of look, oh, that's interesting. But like, if your work keeps being featured and there's a distinctive style as a set coming through, then the client's like, okay, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Who's this photographer? It takes time. The client's not going to buy into the first one, but be mm -hmm. consistent, keep doing it, be good at what you do because you have to be good at what you do because that's the only way you will get featured on these things. Yeah, keep doing it, but keep growing as well because that's another thing the clients look at is, the growth, like is every single word that you could put out better than the previous one? You tapped into something as well in terms of, I want to be a photographer. I'm going to go and see this brand. I'm going to go and see that brand. I think it's a case that it is a journey. It is you getting stronger and more confident in your work. It is you loving your work. It is you getting a team of people together and jumping in the car and driving to a location and trying to create something that is magical and It's a passion that drives you. You get better and better. And it, it does take time. So just about being creative as an artist and, and enjoying the process. And I know it can be tough and I know it can be hard. But I think that when you find something that drives you, you get so happy with this creativeness of, that you have inside, then the key is just to keep going and to keep going and just to enjoy the process. It's not going to be a quick process. Nothing ever is, I feel, that's worth having anyway. Absolutely. I'm just sitting here and nodding because it's absolutely true. I want to go back to the platforms that you mentioned, and then we are going to pick up the conversation again from here. So what are some of your favorite platforms to showcase your work? I think social media is a very good platform in terms of, you know, especially Instagram, because it's very visual for us photographers. Mm -hmm. And with Instagram, the way things are, you know, you do start kind of from scratch. And it's not about how many people follow your work. It's about the quality of them. You want to have quality people. When I say quality, I'm not saying that, you know, some people are less quality than the others. The quality <laughs> for your business, which is the right people that will potentially be interested in your business to follow your work. And it is about, again, making good work because then your work will get shared. And if your work gets shared, then With bigger platforms, that's how you, you kind of attract new people. So socials, I would say, is big for us. Also, there's a, a really good platform here. It's out in the UK and it's getting more and more international. It's called The Dots. I love it. Yes. You know, it's, so it's, 
the dots really great for any photographer, really, because it's a really nice mix of brands, agencies, photographers, artists, makeup. So it, it's a really collaborative platform. The dots worked really well for us because they feature our work a lot. And we got quite a few clients from there. But again, you have to be good. Put good work out. Don't put anything that you don't want to be doing up there. Put good work because the clients will see it and they will approach you based on that. So the dots really good. There's a new platform as well by Maisie Williams, an actress from Game of Thrones. She has a, a new platform called Daisy app. So that's quite good. It's, it's quite a beginning, but that kind of works really well. There's a platform as well called Artstyle. I think it's American yes, one. Yes, yes. That's a really good platform as well. It's very visual. So these are all platforms where you can find new work, but it's also good for collaborations to find like-minded artists, like-minded stylists, makeup artists, even photographers, photography assistants. We get approached a lot by photo assistants from these platforms. And this is something we try to take on quite regularly, photo assistants that want to learn so we can give something back to community. I would say these are kind of like the key ones to put yourself out there and there are opportunities for collaborations or potential clients. But I think these platforms as well are good in the terms of it's new, fresh artists that are coming up. And I know there's a lot, there is a lot of competition out there. There is a lot of photographers out there. There are a lot of stylists. There are a lot of, every industry is getting saturated, I feel. Yeah creative industry I feel people are now you know what I can make a living out of this I can be an artist I can do what I really want to be and what I really want to do and these platforms are helping all these otherwise undiscovered artists around to showcase their work and I think that's a great thing I really do I absolutely agree with you. And of course, there is this moment when sometimes you think that you're good enough, that you can start working and you can earn a living from this. But sometimes people reach the point where they're a great artist, they think that they're doing amazing stuff, but still clients are not coming. And these are really dark days. Have you ever been in a situation like this? And what would you suggest to the people to do in moments like this? There's always quiet and busy times. And obviously at the start of probably every photographer's career, there's a stage that you have to go through. I think if you want to be a successful photographer and make, but it's like this either with photography or anything else, if you, especially if you're self-employed or you have your own business, you have to be persistent. You know, it's not all just um, nice times and all roses and happy times. Anything that's worth getting, you have to work for. So there's a saying that I saw the other day, if you get tired, rest, don't quit. And I think that there's a whole thing. It's like, don't quit, be persistent. If there's no money coming in, you just have to find different ways and maybe potentially take a smaller pay jobs or a side job somewhere. I don't know. But you just have to be persistent. It's not an easy industry. A lot of industries out there are not easy. And the ones that have succeeded are the ones that have been persistent and have been doing what they wanted to do. And of course, it's not easy, but just keep doing what you're doing. Well, they say only the strong survive. And I yeah, think I true. think that's what it is. It's it's having that strength. And I think what's good in being a duo is that when Marushka may be feeling low, I'll have the confidence and tell her, look, we can keep going and vice versa. So we have the support of each other. But this is something we really want to do. We've done the day jobs. We've done the corporate jobs. We've done working for somebody else. 
we're just at that time in our lives where we want to have control over our destiny. We want to run our own business. I think everyone should be running their own business, although that might be quite complicated if everyone started <laughs> running their own businesses. But I feel that you should at least give it a go. So you yeah. can look back and say, at least I tried. But I think because we've done so much of the, the day jobs, like I mentioned before, now we're like, right, we're going to give it our all to work for ourselves, to create our own business so that the youngsters coming up in our family can have a look at us and, and see that, okay, I feel like opening my own business doing this, or I feel like opening my own business doing that. And, and it can be done with hard work and dedication. So it does get tough and it does get hard, but where there's a will, there's a way. Everyone keeps saying it's a tough industry and there's no money out there or no one wants to pay photographers anymore, but there is money out there and definitely is photography budgets. They might be getting smaller, but there is money out there. It is your own responsibility, despite whether you have an agent or not, to go out there and find it and approach these people and make contact with them. I think a lot of photographers as well, and that's the problem is when you go into photography business, all you see is like, I want to shoot, I want to shoot, I want to create. And that's great, but I think a lot of them don't realize that that's maybe 30 or 40% of your job, and then 60 or 50% will be actually doing the business, the marketing plan, approaching the clients, going to networking events. So people that don't realize that, those will fail because no good photographers known or people that actually make money from it only do photography. They do so many different things for their business to actually be able to do photography as or well. Or they have a very good team around them who help them as yeah. well. So being a photographer on your own, you kind of have to be that support team around you as well. It is it's tough. It is tough. But like but Marushka it's, says, it's the, the money is out there. I believe the money is out there. You just have to navigate your way through to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. I also do believe the same and I think it's um, really cool that you brought up the team. Because in your case, you have the advertising person. You definitely know how to go out there. But if a person is not really good with that part, you can always pay someone. You can always do like a, a consultation with someone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, of course, there are a million ways to learn. So if you're not good with something, just go and find out how to become better. Absolutely. And I think as well, it, it goes back to the passion. It goes back to your drive. If you really want to do this, you will sit down and put in the work. You will do the research. You will do what it takes to get to where you want to get to. You will create maybe a different platform or you will get like a little part-time job. You will do what it takes to get to where you want to get to. And, and eventually you will find your tribe. You will find your niche. You will find that area of photography which satisfies you and I don't think all photographers want to be rich. I think majority of photographers would just like to have a good lifestyle while earning money from their passion. Of course, not everyone wants to be rich. It's enough to do what you love yeah. and live the way you want. And Absolutely. doesn't necessarily mean that you need to live in a castle. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to live in a castle, it's possible. You just have to give a lot more effort. Exactly. exactly. Everything's exactly. possible. We, we're firm believers of that. Sky's the limit for us. So, I love this interview. And what I love most about it, that it's very long and very amazing. So as you probably know, we are going to continue with it 
next Wednesday. And until then, if you miss me and you miss the community, you can just join our Facebook group called Fashion Photography Lovers. And if you join the group, we might see each other even this week during one of our lives. And you can ask me your questions and seek advice if you need to. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. And if I don't see you this week, I'll definitely see you next Wednesday. Wednesday.